Sound of Hockey episode 118. We're calling this one the Jacob Markstrom episode. Why are we calling it that, John? Well, Jacob Markstrom, uh, former Vancouver Canuck, Mm -hmm. now Calgary Flame. Yep, Andy's heard of him. Has 118 career losses during the regular season. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Hey, that was was a good one. I liked you kind of topsy-turvied me a little bit there. I thought you were going to go with something, you know, something positive, but instead it was a a negative. No, I got to keep you, keep you on your toes. Those losses are obviously entirely with the Vancouver Canucks. So yeah, good times. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this is Sound of Hockey. I am Darren Brown at Darren Brown on the Twitter. Correction. It's Darren Fun Brown on the Twitter. What a dummy. Joined as always by Andy Ide. Hello, Andy. How's it going? I'm at Andy Ide on Twitter. And John Barr. Hello, John. Hello, everybody. I'm NHL2 Seattle on the Twitter. And we are coming to you from Seattle slash Minnesota. John and Andy in Seattle. I am not in my childhood bedroom this week. This week, I'm in the toy room at my parents' oh. house. Um, so they have grandkids. Moving up. Yeah, exactly. Up. Yeah, is, that, is that a step up or is it is it more well, toys everywhere? It's hard to say because my bedroom is in the room? like the basement. This is at least on the main level, but it's a much smaller bedroom. Um, mm. And it's really like this. There's a lot of toys in here. So I don't know. The, the funny thing, though, is that <laughs> like a lot of the toys are toys that I had when I was a little kid and they just uh-huh. haven't ever gotten rid of them for some reason. So now they've become useful again because there's grandkids. So, um, you okay. know, I'm look, like, I'm looking at my, my star Wars X-wing and, um, I have nice. a, a magical adventures castle from Fisher price here that actually Ooh. I was just playing tonight with my nephew on the, on the adventures castle. So are there any creepy dolls or stuffed animals that are staring at you during the night? Actually? Yes. Well, I'm not sleeping in here. I'm just recording in here. Oh, I okay. just, just right, needed right. a room in which to record. So, um, that's where I am. I'm in the toy room in Minnesota. It's great to be with you all here between Christmas and new year's and, uh, whatever other holidays there are out there, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Festivus, whatever you've celebrated. We hope it's been a good one. We hope you're excited for the new year. Um, I know that I'm definitely ready to get on from 2020. We don't have a review this week, but uh, we did have some comments on Twitter that we thought we'd share with you. Now, I know we said we don't want to make this precedent, but this one's pretty good, so I'm going to share it anyway. This comes from HockeyMatt41 at Boulder Grad. It's a seven-star review, so he's up in the ante uh, just a bit. He says, I thought we your... only read five stars. Uh, I mean, five stars are higher, I guess. Um, and again, okay. we really prefer that you leave your review on iTunes. Um, but I guess we'll, you know, make some exceptions when we don't have iTunes mm-hmm. review. Well, will we? I don't know. I, I feel weird. I feel weird encouraging people to leave reviews on Twitter because we don't we don't really want this. But I'm going to read this one anyway. Seven star <laughs> review. Ask your doctor about the sound of hockey for the treatment of seasonal depression and lack of knowledge about the hockey world of the greater Pacific Northwest region. Sound of hockey works with your podcast system to be entertaining and informing you on various topics, including the Seattle Kraken, WHL hockey, goalie gear, and Minnesota for some reason. Side effects include hysterical crying, <laughs> copious urination, cascades of flatulence Whoa. preceded by ringing of, of the ears, and involuntary slapshot noises. Tell your doctor if you experience these or other side effects that may affect your season ticket priority number. Thank you, Hockey Matt. Wow. <laughs> so okay. is that urination a reference to, to your, your uh, hydroflask that you had to kill that one time in the snowstorm? You know, ah, yes. I didn't even connect that, but I think it, it could be. Um, and the cascades of flatulence, well, I don't think we even need an explanation on that one. We, <laughs> we know what he's talking about, and it is Andy. <laughs> I was just going to ask, is this the hockey mat that we may have all met at one or more, more many times before? It is. It is. Did you did you catch my jab there, Andy? I don't know if you even heard I did. It. Okay. I did. I chose to be more mature than you Got and it. ignore it. 
All right. <laughs> so the World Junior Championship is going on, and it has been awesome. Uh, as expected, I really have like genuinely enjoyed it. I um, you know, hung out with some family members that I'm within a bubble on Christmas Day, and we watched that Russia game, you were, you know, Russia against the United States. U.S. obviously lost that game, but nonetheless, like, it was just so much fun to watch. But we thought we'd just kind of share some thoughts here from the first week. I, I thought I'd kick it over to Andy and John first to tell me what some of their, their highlights have been from these first few days of games. The highlight for me, as far as game-wise, is the Slovakia, or the, excuse me, the Czech Republic shutting out Russia yeah. on uh, whatever night that was, Saturday night, yep. Sunday night. Um, that was a really great game, fun to watch. Uh, I love the so just the excitement from the Czech players at the end of that, they were all jumping up and down. And, of course, Lucas Parikh of the Spokane Chiefs is always entertaining, and his celebration was pretty great. Uh, jumped up in the air and got tackled by his teammates and then piled on. And you love to see that. That's just a regular uh, you know, round-robin game. It's not even in the medals, and that, that just shows you the passion. So I, I love that. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. It's been great seeing these guys. Uh, it's been pretty good hockey. Uh, you know, we've seen a couple blowouts, but but you know, the next night you expected some more blowouts, so we didn't get them. So it's been pretty competitive for the most part outside of a couple games. Yep, John. The big games that I watched were the 26th of December, and those were all blowouts. Mm-hmm. So those were mm-hmm. those were kind of a bummer to me. I definitely caught some of the uh, U.S. versus Russia game, and then the Czech Russia game. That game was awesome. But I'm kind of disappointed in the blowouts, mm. and then like I'm waiting for. What will be December 31st is when another round of good games. There's some good games on December 30th, but uh, depending on when you're listening to it, you know, just around the corner is when you get into kind of elimination play and the actual tournament begins. Mm-hmm. So it's been entertaining. The blowouts have been, it's insane, man. Like Austria versus the U.S. Mm-hmm. I forget what the, the total shots was over 70 shots that the Austria goalie faced mm-hmm. and it was 11 to zero final. That was kind of a bummer, and but it was nice to kind of start to see the U.S. guys starting to hum a little bit, um, which we I didn't think they were totally standing out in the U.S. versus Russia mm-hmm. game, but they're going to be fine. Yeah. So you're saying you don't like an 11-0 defeat or a 16 to two game? I thought people liked high scoring games. What happened to that? Even yeah. a seven to one wasn't that entertaining. Yeah. The 16 to two was brutal. I felt bad for the Germans because they were they had what 14 guys dressed and <laughs> hadn't played a warm up game. They get Canada yeah. first game. Uh, actually, that was their second game. They played back to back. With Finland oh, okay, and, right, then, right, yeah. and then Canada, so um, yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's it's not great, but also you know, once we get past these prelims, you're going to see some really great games, and um, and I think there's still some good ones coming up, even in the prelims. I know USA has to face Sweden here at some point in the next couple of days, so yeah, that's um, going to be good. Yeah, it's. I mean, listen, I've had so much fun. It's been so great to watch high level hockey. Some of the things that have been kind of comical to me, uh, I've I've really enjoyed that they have this on ice cameraman that for some reason <laughs> they're trying to disguise him in like an all white. Like, did you guys ever play Goldeneye on N64? I feel like there was a, a camouflage that you could choose or that some of the henchmen wore that was like a white snowsuit that you could wear, <laughs> like for outside in, in Russia. Um, and so that's what this guy is dressed in. And he's every once in a while, you just catch a glimpse of him, you know, where he's out on the ice in between a, a face off. And you're like, oh, there he is. There's the, the all white clad guy. <laughs> Um, but it's God hard forbid to spot. we actually see somebody on the ice yeah. the camera. Like, yeah, he's he's hard to spot though. So um, good stuff. Didn't he or she show up in like the Olympics a couple years back, or was or am I just thinking of World Juniors last year where this person makes a cameo every year? Could be. Yeah, I don't recall be. this person from World Juniors last year, oh. but it's it's definitely possible. I've seen this this role played out before. Okay. Let's put it that way. It, it feels European for some reason. It I don't know why. It does. Just, okay. Yeah. So you're saying that it's not as original as I think it is, right? <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble All right. There. That is disappointing. Uh, All right. Here's a good one, though. What are your guys' thoughts on the hologram interviews that TSN is doing? 
Those are pretty goofy. Mm-hmm. I like I've only them. I a couple, those are awesome. But it's a creative way to cool. get a player on set because he can't right now with COVID. So it's a creative uh, way around it. Yeah, I honestly think it plays pretty well. I, I think that they would continue doing this, you know, even beyond COVID because it's a way for them to have, you know, the main talent talking to guys that are uh, down near the locker rooms, right? Without the main talent yeah. having to like run down the stairs and talk to them. So uh, I think it's <laughs> I think it's clever. I think it was really awesome when I think it was Bowen Byram that they were interviewing and he popped up and saw himself on the screen as the hologram and just immediately started <laughs> laughing right? like, took a minute to like get over the fact that he was a hologram on the screen talking to uh bobby margarita so feeling safe that that was probably the first time he'd been a hologram yeah, i'm gonna guess i think that's probably safe to say yeah probably safe to say and i do want to talk about I, I know that it was a 16 to 2 game but what happened with this thing where canada scored a goal and clearly it was like after the buzzer went off and they reviewed it and still counted it as a goal. Why does something like that seem to happen every single year with like every IIHF tournament that ever exists? There's always something like that. We're like, well, now clearly you just reviewed it and then still went with the wrong call. Why does that stuff happen (laughs) every time they have one of these tournaments? The IIHF, as we've talked about before, has some weird rules that we're not used to. Mm -hmm. Last year, you had the, the camera that was up on the glass. Oh, yeah. And hit it, avoiding a delay game, which would have given Russia an hour play in the gold medal game. And that camera's back, by the way. I saw someone tweet out that the one of the greatest Canadian hockey <laughs> world junior <laughs> heroes is back. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, it's been great. I'm so happy that this is going on. And I know that we have NHL hockey around the corner. But, uh, man, I have genuinely enjoyed every minute of this thing so far. And I'm looking forward to more. It's only going to get better from here. So uh, one thing that wasn't great was Kirby Doc, who we have talked about well, things didn't go well for him. He's playing in a like a warm-up game, not even a real game. He basically just ran into a player on whoever they were playing. Was it Finland, I think? I don't know. And uh, it was like the most innocuous-looking thing. He just ran into a guy, came out looking uncomfortable, like he had hurt his arm or something. And then all of a sudden, there's a picture of his wrist, and it's all like deformed and messed up. Mm. And what's the news on that, John? Well, he's going to be out four to five months. Oh. Uh, just got surgery. Yeah, it's a huge blow for Chicago. Well, um, yeah, and, and for him, I mean, he's 19, yeah. right? Yeah. He started last year hurt too. Yeah. That just stinks. You start to understand why NHL teams don't allow some of their players to go because Moritz Sider didn't go from Detroit for Team Germany this year. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys did not get the clearance to go. And I know people tend to give the NHL clubs a hard time, but this is why. Um, this is pretty bad. Chicago really isn't that deep where they're just going to like make do. So bummer all around, right? Yeah. Bummer for Team Canada. Bummer we can't see Doc play the World Juniors at like an elite level and bummer for Doc himself, yeah. obviously. Especially in a short season that the NHL is going to play. I mean, he's going to miss the vast majority of that. He would have to come back in the playoffs. So yeah, that's a risk exactly. Yeah. So it's not like yeah. he can rehab it that much right to the same level he would be if Mm -hmm. he was playing yeah uh definitely a bummer uh another bummer and this is completely unrelated but i really miss the stupid penalty box music that they played last year (laughs) in the czech republic (laughs) whenever every time somebody got a penalty so it was great a lot of people didn't like it i thought it was great i did that was very european yes 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 it was Speaking of the shortened NHL season that you just mentioned, Andy, the schedules have been released. This makes it feel very real. And essentially, Mm -hmm. as soon as the puck drops on January 13th, we are going to have NHL hockey every single day for, is it four months, I think, consecutive without a single off day of no NHL hockey games. So I can handle that. I don't know if I can. 
I don't know if I can handle it. I, I mean, I think that's like almost too much hockey for me. I think I'm going to have, no, I'm, that's wrong. I'm going to love it. You're allowed to take a night off yeah. every now and then. We'll see. But just knowing that it's there, knowing that it's there is comforting. Mm-hmm. And there's some days where there's like 10 plus games. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. I'm very excited. Uh, but before we get there, there will be some new players in new places. And this is kind of like another signal, right? That the the season is definitely on its way because obviously the GMs have woken up from their long like hibernation that they do. <laughs> like a bunch of bears, they go go and sleep for a few months. And so they've obviously woken up. They all got in touch with each other. Like, hey, uh, we have this problem and that problem and need to sign this guy and that guy. So um, now we see all these kind of this flurry of activity, these these last minute signings of, of a bunch of different guys. So um, I'm going to just do a quick game of interesting or carry on. So the first one, interesting or carry on, Ryan Miller signing one year with Anaheim. Carry on. Okay. Carry on. I love this game. Mikhail <laughs> Granlund and Eric Howla both signing in Nashville, both former Minnesota Wild uh, reuniting there. Interesting or carry on? Moderately interesting. Mm-hmm. Add some depth. Good for Nashville. They need it. Yeah. I mean, Granlund was there already and he wasn't great with Nashville. So I think they probably got a really good price on him. And then Howla, I don't know. We'll see. It's it's always hard to get a read on him. Sometimes he's good and sometimes he's just not. Uh, Carl Soderberg to Chicago. <laughs> interesting or carry on very not interesting okay slater cuckoo <laughs> to the oilers interesting or carry on definitely well, well, not okay. interesting. So, so this one that's interesting for me only because he on instagram last year going into the qualifying round had like chirped the oilers because nobody was picking mm. them to win or i guess he was chirping the media mm-hmm. and saying like oh we don't have a chance oh now he's playing for them so i'm interested because his name is slater cuckoo which i really appreciate yeah that's yeah, true that's, that's his name is interesting yeah there's no and doubt it, it, there. it's pronounced in like no way near how you would how you spell right. it. right i mean it should be quack quack but we'll just go yeah. with cuckoo yeah i think that's the hawaiian way to say merry christmas isn't it Koek koek, Whenever like you they say his name, you're, you're wishing somebody a Merry Christmas, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, nice. Craig Anderson signing a PTO with the Capitals. Interesting or carry on? That's uh, interesting. Yeah. So one thing is, and we may have touched on it last week or a couple weeks ago, is all teams need to carry three goalies. Mm-hmm. And so obviously with Henrik out for the season, they need a third goalie at least. I'm not sure how much Anderson will play. He probably will. He probably will be the backup, but he's going to be sharing the, the net with two other people, including Sam Sonoff. By the way, uh, we talked about Henrik Lundqvist having a heart condition. He announced today on Monday that he's having open heart surgery for that condition, which is, seems scary yeah, to me. Yeah, but... that does seem very scary. But, uh, yeah. you know, doctors are pretty good at these things. So yeah. I would guess. Yeah. They're, it's... Knock on wood, they're pretty routine wood, these yeah. days. Yeah. I would... My brother had open heart surgery when he was a kid. Uh-huh. I would guess oh, that wow. he's going to he's, he's he's come fine. away from this just fine. And I actually think, I think it's probably a good sign that they've figured out what's wrong with him, at least, and know how to fix it, hopefully. Hopefully. Yep, so, exactly. um, yeah. but yeah, you're right. Uh, best wishes to Henrik, who I know we talked about, I think it was last week and, um, all the stuff that he's going through and, you know, we were wondering too, right. What, what happens now? Because obviously their plan was to have him as the backup. So Craig Anderson mm-hmm. signing a PTO sort of answers that Scott Darling on a PTO with the Florida Panthers. Interesting or carry on? Well, that's interesting. Scott Darling's had an interesting uh, career, if you will. I mean, most people know this, but I'm going to share this anyway. He had a bout with alcoholism in his college years, Mm. and he had to uh, leave. I think he went to University of Maine or something like that. Get clean, then played in the SPHL, which I think is the Southern Professional Hockey League, Mm -hmm. and then made it all the way, you know, went through the ECHL, went through the AHL, and then would play uh, for Chicago Blackhawks for three or four years. 
years. I think he was a backup for their cup in 2015 and then had a deep cup run a couple of years later as the starter. Um, and most recently, you know, he hasn't been in the NHL in uh, two or three years. I think he last played with Carolina, but played in Innsbruck in uh, Austria last year. So good on Does him. He, he's not one of uh, Ron Francis's, I don't want to say goalie blunders, but fixes that he tried to do in Carolina. Yeah, I think he was. And he signed a big old old ticket. Yeah. Yeah. So that didn't work out very well. Um, It is interesting that he's he's getting another chance. And, you know, you always hope for guys like that to have, Mm -hmm. you know, the reclamation projects. You hope that they work. Yeah. And again, you need that third goalie, right? Mm -hmm. Like like we were talking about with Craig Anderson. So I think, you know, hopefully he sticks and maybe he's just on the the taxi squad, if you will. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. you know, he's probably getting a decent paycheck for doing that. Mike Hoffman on a PTO with the Blues. Mike Hoffman, PTO. I don't know if he's going to make it. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a bold prediction that he's going to make the roster. Uh-huh. That's my bold prediction. So you know what's interesting about the PTO thing is that technically when he's on a PTO, he can sign a contract with any team in the league. Yeah, he's I still technically yeah, a free agent, that. right? He is still technically a free agent, but what's odd is that they, well, I, I get why they're doing it. I kind of heard some backstory that the, the reason that they're putting him on a PTO rather than just straight up signing him is because they want to maximize the long-term injury reserve dollars that they're saving for Vladimir Tarasenko, yep. who's going to be out, I think for the season or close to it. And then Alex Steen, who just like announced he's not playing anymore, right? So he's retiring, but the team is going to put him on long-term injured reserve to save some cap space. So they're holding on actually signing him until they're able to, I guess, start the season and then maximize how many dollars they can save with the LTIR designation for those two guys. He was the kind of the last, like, biggest, probably too too big of a word, uh, free agent out there, though. Mm-hmm. But he's always been a good goal scorer. He's never not scored 20 goals when he's played a full season. Uh, not the greatest defensive player, but he had a decent year defensively last year. Big power play guy, though. That's a good that's a good addition for them. Yeah, I think it's a great addition, especially at the last minute like this. You just throw somebody in that's probably going to score you 30 goals. I think that's a pretty solid addition. Mm-hmm. Corey Perry to the Habs, one year, 750K. <laughs> Interesting or carry on? I love it. All right. I, I kind of love it. it too. Yeah. Who's I mean, he going to poke the in the wiener first? <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not a big Corey Perry fan, but you know, you just love to see him on the ice mm-hmm. sometimes. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. Just what the all Canadian division needed was a Corey Perry. Yes. <laughs> now it has it. Andreas yeah. Athanasiu to Los Angeles for one year. Interesting or carry on? Meh. Carry on. Meh. Okay. Derek Broussard to Arizona for one year. Interesting or carry on? Uh, a little interesting. Uh-huh. You know, it kind of reunites him with Phil Kessel, and then what I expect Arizona to do if they're not in the playoff position is flip him at the trade deadline. Man, how many times has Derek Broussard been traded at the deadline? I feel I feel like he gets traded every trade deadline. Am I wrong about that? He's a designated trade at the deadline. Guy. Okay, <laughs> got it. So I'm correct on that. He's, he's that got a sounds, bag that sounds reach. fairly accurate. Yeah, maybe even four times on the pod yeah. we've talked about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of trades, Derek Stepan went to Ottawa for a second rounder, and then Ottawa continued with its wheeling and dealing as they picked up Braden and Coburn and Cedric Paquette, as well as a second rounder uh, from Tampa Bay. And they sent Marion Gabrick and Anders Nilsson <laughs> over to Tampa Bay. Now, neither of those guys is going to play for Tampa Bay. They're going on to LTIR. So this was purely a salary cap dump for uh, Tampa Bay with Coburn and Paquette leaving. And then I, what do we think about Derek Stepan? Is this, I mean, he's what, 30 years old and, you know, he was effective when he was with the Rangers, but then I feel like he's just kind of been a flop with Arizona. I think you're just thinking of Arizona in general. Okay. Being a flop. Yeah. Everybody goes there as a flop. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think he's been that bad. Um, and a lot of people 
thought that Seattle might select him in the expansion draft mm-hmm. out of Arizona, depending on what their goalie situation is like. But here's an interesting thing. So he's he's a $6.5 million cap hit for the upcoming season, okay. but is only due $2 million a year. Mm-hmm. So really, as long as you have this cap space, and Ottawa does... Yep. They're only paying $2 million for Stepan. Sure. They're at the cap floor, right? So that wasn't an issue, but they... No, that wasn't an okay. issue, but they needed a like a legitimate squad, sure. put it that way. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, they kind of have now, right? I mean, there's yes. a lot of true NHL players in their group. It's kind of a random mixture of players. But, you know, if you mix in a Tim Stutzla well, there and, uh, you know, there's some other great young players coming up through that organization. So they're, they're going to be good soon. Right now, it just it looks like a really random collection of dudes. They're so speaking, They are a team. <laughs> Speaking of Stutzel, what's interesting with some of these 2020 draft picks and based on the current state of the the juniors right now, a lot of the, the 2020 draft picks may stay with the clubs, the NHL clubs that they were drafted by, mm-hmm. and they might not play. They could just be on the taxi squad because then at least they're getting the reps and playing at a high level with competitive people. It's better than like going going home to their provinces or countries and doing drills with some buddies that are that are also in the same spot. So Stutzel was one of one of the guys I was wondering if he would end up staying with Ottawa this year, which I didn't expect if it was a normal year. Yeah. But with the tactic squad scenario, that that might be the way they do it. What do the return to play agreement say about that? Does that kick in the first year of his ELC? No. Uh, you have to play squad? games. You have to okay. play games. It, the games played is lower than a normal year because it's like prorated. Mm-hmm. But you literally can play the entire and, year on the taxi squad and and you get the AHL salary, assuming you have a two-way deal. Does that get them out of the CHL? Because I mean, he's not old enough. Under normal circumstances, he wouldn't be old enough to play. I guess they could just keep him on the bench the whole time, but he'd either have to go back or play. That's really the agreement between the NHL and and CHL. CHL yeah. So I don't know how that works because there isn't there a deadline uh, every year and it's actually early December that well, they the, need it, to make the decision. For the CHL, it's it's, it's the nine-game trial. They can, they can string that out as long as they want. Um, yeah. It's a little different from Europe, and he came from Europe. So it's a little, there are some different rules. I think you can get around that. I think you can stick, stick him in the pro hockey at 19. But I think there normally is a cutoff date where they need to decide. I don't know, but we are deep in the weeds right now. And so I am going to move us on to our segments. And our first segment is everyone's favorite segment. Goalie Gear Corner! Is it bad that I can hear those horns in my head whenever somebody says Goalie Gear Corner without (laughs) actually hearing them? If you read a tweet, it says it. Yeah, Yeah, it might be. Um, It might be bad. You should probably get yourself like checked out there, Andy. Yeah. Um, our first goalie gear corner <laughs> is Lucas Parikh. So obviously he had this huge game against Russia, uh, kind of got onto a big stage and he's wearing a beautiful set of Bauer goalie pads. Mm-hmm. Thought we'd give him a shout out. It's got that like lion thing with the crown on it. That's very prominently featured on the Czech Republic Jersey. And it's, it's right there on the pads. They're red. They're beautiful. Um, so well done, Lucas Parikh, on that setup. It is not a Brian setup. Uh, which we'll overlook. But it did match, actually, with his Spokane <laughs> Chiefs mask that he was wearing for that That's game, true. Which yeah. cool. Yep, yep. Kind, I mean, kind Same of a miss, though, right? Like, if you're going to go through all the trouble to have this custom uh, set of gear made, why not make a mask that has Czech Republic themed on it? I don't well, know. Maybe the mask is uh, good luck. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe that's just the only mask. His last game in the WHL, he scored a goal and had a shutout this last game. That's a very good 
March. Point. So very, very good point. Anyway, it's it's a good looking setup. I really like it. And then our other one is Cal Peterson's new mask, which is purple and yellow. He's obviously he's with the Kings, so uh, this I guess this won't be his main mask that he wears. I would assume <laughs> he wears this with like the reverse retro look. Is my guess? It should be though, because they should go back to those jerseys yeah. full time. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but man, these are this is a good mask. He's got a king yeah. as if it would be on like a playing card mm-hmm. on top of his mask. So I absolutely love that. I think that's really really clever. On the back plate, he's got a little tribute to Kobe Bryant. But man, this is I mean, this is a beautiful beautiful mask. I am very impressed by this. I love when goalies can take, you know, the theme of the team and come up with a clever way to display that it's, you know, a theme of the team without just being like you know, the name or the logo or something. So, yeah, it's also along the side, it's got the old King logo of the crown. Mm-hmm. And then even the font, like the way Kings used to be with like the lines on to make it look like it's, you know, in motion. Mm-hmm. It's got that, that's kind of old school too. So it's definitely a throwback. Yeah. Good stuff. And it looks man. like he has the, the he has like a heart and a diamonds. Like he's got the card monikers like right above his uh right above the the eye opening. Yeah. Uh, comically, in my Twitter mentions today, I had back to back tweets sent to me. One was from Krakenbra, uh, formerly known as PNW Bra, Michael. It's it's got <laughs> eyeballs and then just the tweet of Cal Peterson's mask. And then the next one that I received, like a couple hours later, came from Lisa Martin Image, who uh, she always sends me. Uh, <laughs> Goalie gear tips. Uh, and she has two eyeball emojis and then the same exact tweet. That's so, a lot of eyeball emojis. A lot of eyeball emojis. And uh, I actually sent a screenshot to John and Andy. I just said, live look at my mentions right now because this is <laughs> this is what it's like to be me. Andy just said I brought it on myself, which is which is a fair yes. point. And for the record, I love it. <laughs> I, I love that you guys send me those things. So I'm not, uh, not sending any shade your way or anything <laughs> like that. But this wraps up Goalie Gear Corner. We now move on to our weekly one-timers. Whoopsh. Our first weekly one-timer, we talked about what we think the NWHL is going to do for their broadcasting as they're going into a bubble for the Isabel Cup. Well, what is the outcome, John? Well, for the first time ever, the NWHL is going to have games on network TV or NBCSN Mm -hmm. um, for the semifinals and finals. So it's February 4th and February 5th. Huge win for the NWHL and women's hockey. If you have a little one with a ponytail, get them watching. Let them see women playing hockey because it's it's going to be really good. We'll remind you of it when it comes up. Yep. But very huge win for women's hockey in uh, North America. Yes. I'm pretty the excited games, about it. The games leading up to that are, are, are still going to be on Twitch, correct? I have not seen that, to be honest. I thought have that you? was the original plan, but I'm not. Well, we'll have to double check. Well, that's where they were broadcasting before. So I think we kind of assumed yeah. that on this podcast, but we don't really know for sure. Yes. Um, but we're, right. we're hopeful that you'll be able to watch it everywhere. Our next weekly one-timer. Mark Letestu and Derek England have announced their retirements from the NHL. Interesting or carry on. Wait, wait, we're doing that interesting or carry on in the weekly one timers? Yeah, within the weekly one timers. It's a it's a segment within a segment. Whoa. Okay. Whoa, this is Very like meta. Hold on, I gotta run this through my Excel. <laughs> Germany model. just won an over, Germany just won an overtime. <laughs> yeah, breaking news. Derek England, pretty huge person in Vegas, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He was part of the expansion draft. He had spent some time in Vegas, so he called Vegas home, was a leader of that team, but not necessarily like the big uh, stats are producing. Um, but he was a significant presence. He's going to remain with the organization and kind of contribute in different ways. So he's the one that did a speech before their opening night um, after the shooting, giving tribute to the first responders of the shooting in Vegas. He had people in tears in that building because I was in that building. Mm. It was pretty amazing. But Derek will always have a pretty significant stamp 
uh, on that franchise, I think. And Mark Letestu, interesting or carry on? Kind of flies under the radar a bit. Pretty decent career, uh, but not that interesting. Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, I just saw the guy in all white with the camera, by the way. So I win. Our next weekly one-timer, ads on helmets in the NHL. Uh, did you guys' heads explode when you saw this just nope. terrible, terrible news? Nope, not uh, a bit. Yeah. Uh, no, do, people, do people forget Couldn't that there have been ads on helmets for a thousand years, like Bauer or CCM or Nike mm. or whatever? It's already been there, right? That's an ad. Yep, that's a fair point. You know, frankly, I'm like, hey, good for the NHL for coming up with a way to make some revenue, right? <laughs> yeah. Because, and I tweeted this too, like if I'm a business owner and I find out that just having my employees wear a sticker is going to make me hundreds of thousands of dollars or however much it costs to put the little mm-hmm. sticker on the helmets, like you better believe I'm doing that, right? Like I don't care what the stickers say, like I'm having my employees wear those stupid stickers. So I get why people are upset because the NHL has kind of been the ones that have held off on doing any kind of advertising on uniforms. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm watching the world juniors and these kids are covered in ads and i am not in any way offended by it so even, uh, even the u.s team for the rec by the way too it's not just the europeans correct but they are also uh advertising with chipotle so yep. makes me just want a burrito when i watch usa play <laughs> and that's okay you know that's okay i wear sound of hockey stickers everywhere i go and nobody's yes. ever complained right a couple things on these these ads on the helmets it's only for this year well we'll see and it's really to what they refer to as make good a lot of their sponsor money that people have already contributed to um they're not getting the same value because they're not having people in the arenas so most of the ads on helmets i've seen have been the actual sponsor of the building that they play in mm-hmm. right like capital one or whatever um i will kind of say one thing that a hundred thousand dollars is not that much for premium placement well and i, I actually that- i mean what is the cost i don't know i i don't know it it's part of a, a broader package right because when, when capital one puts their name on the outside of a building they expect people to walk in there all the time and when people sure. aren't walking in like it's all kind of negotiated across multiple avenues or mediums if you will they need to do it for the right price and i think this is a good reason and it's a good reason that they only did it for this year because this is the only year that's going to be truly unique um and then they can figure out a way to maybe monetize it even more down the road so if they're going with the name of the arena sponsor, that means that the Avalanche will be wearing ball on their <laughs> helmets. Well, I don't know. They could, or it could be some other sponsor, right? Could, oh, I mean, okay. I, I want it to be ball. Yeah. And if they put it on both sides, then they'll have <laughs> balls on their heads. So our final weekly one-timer. Uh, there's new offside rule. So everyone complained a lot because you remember they put in the video for offside a few years ago. And, and every time they do something like that, people get worked up because then it gets too nitpicky. Well, of course, that's what happens. So um, it got too nitpicky. And so every time somebody came over the blue line, we were re- reviewing it to see if it was a goal or not. And the most ticky tack thing was that if a guy had his skate dragging over the blue line, but he had lifted it up by like an inch or two, that was still offside. So the new rule is that if his skate is up off the ice, but it's still over the blue line, kind of like in football, right? Like break the plane of the goal line, mm-hmm. then he's still onside. I think it's a good rule change. Do you guys agree or disagree? I like it. And anything that, that may hopefully lead to less reviews, I'm all for. Yeah. I don't know if this will, but in theory it should, but I'm all for it. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I think the problem with it is just that like the spirit of the change of the rule was not to get mm-hmm. like down to the centimeter 
right? Like, is this guy onside yeah. or not? And then have a bunch of goals get washed out because somebody's a centimeter offside because nobody really cares about that, right? Mm-hmm. What they care about is the really egregious stuff where you're like, oh, this dude's two feet offside and we need to go back and review this now because he's, right, he's two feet offside. This shouldn't count. But then we got so ticky-tack with this garbage. And so anyway, I think it's a good change. That's how it is, right, with the NHL. It's you, everything is totally fine. And then uh, somebody comes up with a rule change and then immediately everyone's like, wait a minute, but there's this problem with the rule change. Then we come up with a new rule <laughs> change. So um, this is the knee-jerk reaction is that now you can have your foot up in the air over the blue line and still be onside. That wraps up our weekly one-timers. 2020 is leaving us and I'm okay with that. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah. I am okay with 2020 departing because it has sucked. It has absolutely sucked. But what's been a bright spot for us is this podcast. We've really genuinely enjoyed doing it. We've enjoyed being with you every week. And I think, you know, it's kind of shocking that we've kept it going even through, you know, months of having no hockey to talk about. And, you know, we weren't able to get together (laughs) in the same room. And there are a lot of challenges. We kept it going. You guys kept listening. You kept supporting. And and we appreciate it. And we just wanted to do a quick review to kind of mention what our favorite uh, podcasts were this year, our favorite guests. And so, Andy, I'll start with you. Who is your favorite guest? Uh, Mine was... Was, uh, Brennan Dillon of the Washington Capitals, mm. and of course, formerly dilly, dilly. of the Seattle Thunderbirds. He he, just a great guy. Uh, was willing to come on. Uh, just told some great stories. Uh, real down to earth. Uh, a lot of great insight, and then just the amazing story about how he got to where he was. Mm-hmm. Not drafted in the WHL draft. Not drafted in the NHL draft. And here he is now playing 600 games or something like that in the NHL and playing at a high level. And just it was really just really cool to hear him tell that story. Yes, John. Man, I was looking at the list, and it's hard. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, I loved like having Hillary Knight on. We had Todd Lewicki on. We had Alexander True. We had Kwame Mason. Amazing, amazing people. But I'm gonna go a little off the grid. Okay. I'm gonna go with John Goodwin. Oh, uh, interesting. John Goodwin uh, is a scout for the Seattle Kraken, and I just love his passion for the game. And he's a normal person that flies under the radar broadly on that scouting group because he, there's some big names and big personalities on that that scouting staff. But I liked the interview and I think he's a really good person. And uh, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that because it was pretty good. Okay. And I am going to go a little bit more on the radar. I'm going to go with Linda Cohn. I thought it was so, so cool Mm -hmm. to talk to her. She's somebody who I've been following my whole life, right? And, uh, you know, knowing that I share in common with her that we're both goalies and how she got into goalie I thought was fascinating. (laughs) And, you know, we were joking with her about our favorite commercials from the NHL, like playoff bubble. And um, it just, it was just so fun. And she's such a down to earth awesome person despite being you know such a huge legend you would you'd never know it if you didn't already know who she was so she was so much fun to talk to we are very thankful for all the guests that have come on this year uh and even before that too like we've we've just talked to incredible people and um hopefully you've all enjoyed it before we close out our show we do have our tweets of the week as we normally do andy your tweet of the week my tweet of the week comes from dano the kraken fan okay at love the kraken Uh and he was responding to a string of tweets that started with Lamont Buford thanking us for coming on the show. I was having him on the show last week. Mm-hmm. And then to which Darren responded about how he doesn't like Sigmund the Sea Monster and how creepy it is. Right. <laughs> so Dano the Cracker fan says, I am with Team Andy. So I've never know if I've ever had a team before, but that's kind of cool. I'm with Team Andy on this one. Sigmund was awesome. And don't get me started on HR Puffa stuff. HR Puffa stuff was really creepy. So Team Andy, Sigmund the Sea Monster, let's go. All right. Uh, <laughs> that was interesting. My tweet of the week comes from Sarah Sivian at Sarah Sivian. Uh, So, you know, that picture of like the kid that's like holding his breath and his 
head is about to explode. He's got the, <laughs> it's like a meme that's going around, right? Mm-hmm. And um, basically yeah. people use it when they're trying not to say something that's what they're supposed to say. So she says, me trying not to make an Ottawa Senator's taxi squad joke. And that's that picture of that kid with his head exploding. Um, that's actually kind of brilliant. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Because if you recall, and you may not, but most of the hockey world probably does, uh, that the a few Ottawa Senators were caught in an Uber talking negative, negatively about their coaching squad. So uh, now you have uh, a taxi squad, and the Ottawa Senators taxi squad needs to be careful. Make sure they're not being videotaped. <laughs> this wraps up episode 118 of Sound of Hockey. Thank you again to Hockey Matt for the Twitter review. No thank you to anyone who could have left an iTunes review and didn't this past week. Yeah. But we're giving you another chance because guess what? We're going to do another show next week and you can leave your iTunes review then. And if it's a five-star review, then we'll read it for you. Thank you again to all of you, though, for listening. Like we said, it's been a pretty terrible year, but you all have been a bright spot for us. This podcast has been great, and we really appreciate you coming to uh, to support us every week. So keep doing it. Subscribe on Stitcher. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. We'll talk to you all next week for episode 119. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.